Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Ausbiz Live from our Barangaroo studios. You have tuned in for the call midday Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Every day we do this. Uh, we cover 10 stocks picked by you. I put them to an expert panel. We do it all in one hour. It's the 27th of October. And uh, panel today, Grady Wolf from Bell Direct and David Novak from Wealthwise. How are you, team? Yeah, good. Good Thank to see you. A very interesting day. And uh, some of the stocks we're doing this half hour, Endeavour Group, Aroa Biosurgery, I've... Uh, DPLO and Bubs Australia. But I choose a stock of the day. I thought I'd do two today um, because fascinated by some uh, research that has come out by from Ord Minute because tonight's Powerball, in case you didn't know, $160 million jackpot. It's going to be a record jackpot. So I decided to make the Lottery Group stock of the day. Uh, Jody, it's David Lane from Ord Minute to tell us about what lured him into the draw and how much revenue a lottery corporation can expect to generate. So David, should we be taking out a Powerball ticket or buying <laughs> lottery group shares instead? Well, yeah, it's not investment advice to, to buy a, a ticket in tonight's Powerball, but <laughs> I must admit I've done that. Uh, many, many other Australians have done that because there's, we always think there's a slight chance of winning. Yep. even though there's only a 1 in 293 million uh, chance of, of actually winning. Oh, David, we don't want to know that figure. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure I'm that one. Yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the, the Lottery Corp, uh, which recently spun out from Tab Corp, uh, it's, it's now a pure lotteries business, and that's exactly what they're banking on. So what our research has actually calculated is that there's, there's a fear of missing out point. So when there's the, the lower jackpots of 20 or 30 million, regular people buy the, buy the tickets on an ongoing basis. But once they reach $80 million or, or above, that tends to be the point that gets people's attention uh, and those mega jackpots uh, get major turnover. So uh, there are a few of 120 and $150 million last year uh they got a turnover about 1.2 times interestingly in in february this year there was a 120 million dollar prize and that got 240 million dollars of turnover so wow we are actually seeing in these uncertain economic times that perhaps people are, are, are putting uh, more faith in gambling and and gambling traditionally has been a recessionary proof okay. business um, but our calculations are that with last week's $100 million jackpot and this week's $160 million jackpot, that the Lottery Corp is likely to have about $500 million of turnover. Um, so double what, they, what the actual prize pool is. Uh, so it's certainly a calculated move as far as the Lottery Corp is concerned because they know that when they're, they're advertising those big jackpots, 
yeah. they get the jackpot as far as the, the turnover. Because the thing is that when you when you get with the hundred million last week, say they got one hundred and forty million or whatever in revenue, didn't go off. So, Correct. so that week <laughs> just stays there, and then everyone yep. low they paid nothing out or very little out um, of it because there are minor prizes, but very little out. Mm. So that's all their margin, and then this yep. week is self more than self funding in its own right. Absolutely right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're, we're anticipating about two hundred to two hundred and forty million dollars just this week. Uh, so it's it definitely gets people's attention. Uh, it's it's one of those things that we all uh, like to to think that okay. we've got a chance of winning. Yeah. Um, so with these two, with these two, are you forecasting an earnings upgrade for Lottery Corp? Well, it's interesting. It's it's part of their longer term strategy is to actually invest in those uh, those mega draws, and right. we think it's actually a smart uh, business decision for them to do that. The jackpots overall are up about twenty two percent this year, uh, and the turnover that they've received from those you know, is is indicative of that. Okay. Um, and the other interesting thing about the Lottery Corp is that they are now uh, about 33% of their sales are online. Right. Um, so they've really, over the last okay. three or four years, been able to crack into that online market. So uh, yeah, as a, as a business, um, obviously, you know, leaving aside any uh, personal views that you might have around gambling, um, you know, we think that the Lottery Corp is, a, is a, an interesting business and we think is that it it's the, the better part um, rather than the, the tab right. corp, which has been left behind. Is it a buy? Uh, accumulate, we've got on at the moment. Yeah. Oh, that's sort of a weak buy. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, David, right. fascinating figures. Say, thanks for telling us about it. No worries. Good on you, mate. David Lane from Ord Minute. Really interesting research. David Novak, what do you think of Lottery Corp? Um, personally, look, it's a hold, I think, at best. Um, I, I prefer Jumbo Interactive. Um, ah, right. A better value. It's, this is, uh, it's not cheap. Uh, Lottery Corp is around 20 seven percent earnings multiple but you know their numbers in revenue growth of nine point four percent right EBITDA 11.9 pretty good but uh look just just it when it did um demerge from tab corp uh, the shares went up to what about four dollars ninety or something yep. yeah and now falling back to three nine bouncing back up above four yeah but according to the charts it's still not positive trend oh, okay. right now so Grady? I actually really like this stock. There's about seven brokers with strong strong buys on this stock. Wow. It, it was interesting to note that when they did demerge from a Tab Corp, obviously new CEO, but CFO, COO went with this business. So very strong management team. They've got a history in the industry. And at the moment, everyone's buying Powerballs. I right. went and bought one just before I came yep. here. So <laughs> I'm in it to win a Koshi. But yeah. yeah, for the moment, this one is a buy. It's a buy by seven. Yep. Um, They've seen there has been a decline, showing an eleven percent decline in lottery volumes recently. But the like people piling back in because the numbers are going up. They're addressing yeah. this market. Yeah. The FOMO we're talking about just then. Yeah. yeah. So everyone gets FOMO. Mm. I got FOMO, so I had to buy a ticket. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The other stock of the day I thought we'd look at, but only because ANZ released a full year results for the year ended September. Uh, businesses cash profit up five percent. Six and a half billion dollars as its home loans business improved and higher interest rates boosted margins in the second half. Statutory profit after tax up 16% to 7.12 billion. Bank says cost of living pressure starting to have a meaningful impact and next six months will be testing 
ANZ proposed a fully frank final dividend, 74 cents a share. Uh, stock down 3% today. Uh, Dave, a good result, but that guidance seems to have spooked the market. Yeah, I think so. Um, and probably a concern about the around the net interest margin as well, yeah. but more so going forward, um, as I said, with the rate rises and the um, pressure that's going to put on households. I mean, look, we've had the fastest, highest rate increase in 40 years. Yeah. And, um, you know, the big R word is that threat. Ooh, you know? yep. So, uh, you know. recession, we should try to pay for it. And, you know, my past life, I used to be in merchant banking for 12 years as a chief accountant of Barclays. And so I know about banking and, and you know, when bad debts start to rise, because there's been Nirvana for banks for the last 40 years. We've yeah. got, you know, rising debt and no bad debts. I mean, eventually that turns. That, yep. And then the, the banks uh, stop lending and then you increase provisions. The so credit squeeze. Yeah, the credit mm. squeeze, that's right. So we haven't had that since the 80s. You know? yep. So I think that's something that people are cautious about going right. forward. Are you yes. into the banks? Or do you, how do you see AMZ? Uh, look, it's, you know, it's a positive trend here if you've got it. If you've bought it and you've had it forever, you know, you'd yeah. hold, hold it. it. Yeah. But I wouldn't, wouldn't be rushing to buy this sector. Yep. Okay. Grady? I'm exactly the same view as you. It's interesting to see ANZ, the last interest rate hike, ANZ was the first bank, not even, I think, an hour afterwards to say they're passing on the full rate hike. So coming out that quickly and being so responsive was a bit of an indication. And obviously these results were exactly the same. So I think we're looking or across the banks, you're looking for increasing provision for doubtful debts. And with interest rates rising, a lot of people took out home loans they couldn't afford. So that is the way forward looking at the banks. And I think, yeah, for me, it's exactly the same as you a hold at best um, okay. but yeah it's it, it's erring on the side of caution right now yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, very uncertain times ahead very. all right let's get into the stocks that uh, you've asked us to have a look at and uh, David Gary wants a view on Endeavor Group spun out of Woolworths it's a hotel liquor business gambling mm. yeah look uh, there is some defensive nature to this except mm-hmm. for the, the pubs and cafes and hotels, I mean, you know, you've got to be concerned that that would slow down for Endeavour Group if we, uh, if uh, things slow down and, you know, there's a rise, especially if you start seeing a rise in unemployment. So for me, um, at best, it's a hold. Um, I wouldn't be rushing to buy Endeavour Group. I'd think at lower levels, if it got down to around six bucks, I'd look at it. But uh, I wouldn't be a buyer up here of Endeavour. I just think on the multiples and going forward, you know, there's a little bit, quite a bit of uncertainty, but they've got Bunnings and, you know, as a, not Bunnings, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, Dan Murphy's. Dan Murphy's. Dan Murphy's. Yeah. Yep. West Farmers. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, that, that gives them some <laughs> d- uh, defensive nature there because people start, stop going out to clubs and bars, etc. They'll drink more at home. Yep. Per se. Yep. Um, Yeah, I'm the same, a hold at best. It's a hold and see for me because their outlook is looking really attractive for the Christmas season. They're saying that hotel bookings are increasing um, and they're also waiting for a 4% increase in the prices that are set to hit next year um, because they obviously had those on hold until the new calendar year, which come into effect in CY23. Um, They did only debut last year and they're up 22% since they've debuted. So they're a defensive stock in this current environment. Um, We're expecting a lot from them though over the Christmas period, as I said, a lot of drinking at silly season, Um, but the hotels as well. It's the first Christmas notably in three years with no restrictions. So they're expecting a high amount of bookings for that period across their hotels. Um, But at the moment, I'm a hold on this because they do see some potential backlash 
or headwinds from the rising prices that come into effect next year of 4%. Yep. Okay. So a whole for Endeavour Group. Um, our next stop is uh, a little uh, biotech, if you like, a rower. Uh, Tim wants a view on the biosurgery. It's in um, Grady in the, uh, what do you call it, the wound business, yeah, wound care issue. business. <laughs> yeah. uh, boy, it's had a good couple of days though, um, up 12%, uh, half year to date, um, 44% increase in revenue. They, it's a New Zealand uh, based company that they announced the day before yesterday. So. Yes. It's had on the back of that update and those uh, those results, um, share prices zoomed. It has, and I had to look up how to say the name because it's New Zealand, so it's Aroa, right. not oh, Aroa. Well, so I was, I was looking, I was like, I'm, oh. I'm Australianised. So, yeah, where Aussies, it's fine. <laughs> so, so it's Aroa. Yeah. Um, so they're actually looking really, really good. Bell Potter maintains a buy rating on this with a $1.40 a share price target. Um, the shares. $1.40, gee, that's good. That's okay. Is that yeah, so almost nearly doubled. Yeah. So it's at the moment, it's a watch and wait because the company has indicated that they're planning to target FDA 510K submission or the pre-market submission to approval in the UK, in the US, sorry. And um, they, they may need to demonstrate to the FDA first through the, um, the de novo um, right. submission first. So that's on the, on the, coming up for them as well in the front in that front and looking to be over the next few years um, so once they get that that's I guess go ahead for them yeah Yeah, absolutely Um, but the next step is a clinical trial designed for human validation because the first trial was in sheep so it has shown really really positive results against different devices in the competition space so the Jackson Pratt device um, had higher levels of the seroma the seroma volume um, I guess the fluid around any of the wounds so um, this is showing really really positive ways forward Um, they're pretty strong financially 35 million cash on hand and their and the mm. advantage is the tissue healing comparison foam. Therefore, the wounds close quicker. So, right. once they do get that approval and have the human trial, they could they could be on something pretty big. Okay. So it's a buy from me. Okay, buy from Lords on uh, from Bell rather yes. on uh, Aroa, the Aussie version of it. Or <laughs> Ottawa. There we go. Uh, David, what do you think? Yeah, look, um, it's a speculative buy. Right. I think um, you know they've making some traction that's for sure in the u.s um they are you know burning through the cash about 4.3 million last quarter right so they've got about 15 million new zealand dollars i think still in the bank so they've still got a bit of a way to go but they're not cash flow positive yet so just bear that in mind but look the trend it's breaking up at the moment yeah and um you could see that on the chart so it does look like it's it may have some momentum to the upside here. Yeah. So it's only a recent listing, only what two years or something, is it? Yeah, I go back to August. Uh, uh, yeah, August uh, last year. Right. Yeah. Look by the looks of it. Or, yeah. Or the year before, sorry. Year before. Yeah. Year before nineteen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look on the chart. It's just uh, it's, it's got to break this ninety cent level here to go for a run back up to around one one twenty is the next level. Right. On the chart there. So. Or 117, you can see there. Yep. Okay. Um, All right. Spec buy from uh, from David Novak. Um, next stock, uh, Steve David wants a view on. Uh, is it IVE Group or IVE? Uh, yeah. The big the big printing and marketing company. They do. Um, or the catalogs, printing magazines, marketing materials, mm. stationery, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, bit of an old school. 
That's right. sort of business. Yeah, they're doing brochures for um, what Audi and Woolies and yep. stuff, and yep. you know they've all just all the letterbox stuff. All there the letterbox go. stuff. That's it. And they've just announced an acquisition back in September of um, Ovato's Australian heat set web offset. They call all it right. operations, which will uh, be positive accretive earnings for them. Right. You know, adds um, another. 15. And that's an offset printing business, isn't it, basically, yes. that they bought. Yep. So that, that'll increase their net profit, underlying profit, by um, 15 million or 43%. So it is a positive transaction in terms of earnings um, accretiveness going forward. Um, it's not expensive. Look, the yield on this, if that's sustainable, is 7%. 7%? Wow. 7% fully frank. So it's pretty good. Uh, you know, And looking at the chart there, I mean, you've got a positive trend there. You can see at the top there, there's some resistance, we call it. Yeah. Our, our technicians call it. Um, so right now, look, it's a hold. I wouldn't be, you know, look, it even, I could say, a soft buy. Right. Uh, um, up here. But it looks as though, if we just bring the five-year chart back up yep. again, it's getting back to that five-year sideway hustle, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, not the, not the one-year, but bring the five-year one back. Yeah. Um, and it's had the dip post-COVID, yeah, uh, built back up again, and look at that. The previous before the pandemic, did nothing, did it? Just no. trades in a range. Yeah, yeah. It had that big fall um, during. You can see the the lows yeah, the there. Yeah, the pandemic. Yeah, during the pandemic, and then it's just crawled its way back up here. But but look, it is a positive trend. It's definitely a hold. Um, and you know, with this acquisition, we'll see going forward. But look, I would rate it as a buy. As actually a buy up here as well. And you have a stop. I think at the previous low there, which is around $2.10 by the looks of it. Right. Um, so you'd have a tight stop on it. In other words, if it goes down, it gets triggered. Yeah. Uh, but look, it's positive and it needs to break above that 260 level, 250, 260 level to go uh, much higher. Okay. But it's, look, it's on a multiple of only 10 times, not expensive. Oh, yeah. And 7% fully franked. 7% fully franked, yeah. Cheers. Pretty if you're good. after income, that's pretty good. Uh, Grady, what do you think of? The house rating is a buy rating on this one with a price target of $2.60, which is upgraded from $2.20. So right. Bellpot is definitely very bullish on this stock. Um, they see a lot of growth on through the company's acquisition, as you said, of the Avado's um, web assets. But they also recently ac- acquired a website called Lasso, um, which has been which has been a digital aggregation site until I've relaunched it as an e-commerce site. Right. So the good thing about the company is they have five different divisions of business. They have uh, website, web offset printing, digital printing, fulfillment and distribution, retail display and data-driven communication. So they're really putting their fingers in every pie to do with marketing. Right. And that's the really smart way forward in this in this such an environment. Everyone's going digital, but then we see people going back in store post-COVID. And it's really, really, really smart by them, to be honest. And they've also conducted the $20 million capital raising. So we know that they're on the lookout for further acquisitions to right. expand their market, market presence, really. So buy rating from us um, and it's looking yeah looking really good looking forecast a double digit EPS growth over the next three years so yeah they're really mm. looking at the way up not okay. post-COVID really okay um, all the hallmarks there of maybe a stock Dave that's been left behind a bit by the market yeah so, uh, such a, a low earnings per share but a high dividend yield yeah look at the just on the numbers I mean look they've been steady growth I guess that's why it hasn't been like um, exceptional yeah. growth. If you look at the return on on equity of, of the company, 
um, just going back and looking at my numbers here, but it's been pretty, um, pretty steady. Um, it's been a bit lumpy um, over time as well, but average around 15, 14, 15% return on um, uh, equity, which is pretty good. Yeah. Anything above 10%. So it's not, it's not expensive. And um, like I said, but it hasn't been like stellar growth. It's right. just been steady. Right. Okay. Uh, but what a, yeah, great, um, just from an income perspective. Mm. Uh, it, and from a trend perspective, it's pretty positive as well. So And, and it looks as though, as you were saying, Grady, yeah. they're sort of turning around, going digital, and yeah. not just having the, the old fashioned print. Covering uh, all bases, yeah. yes. No, it's good. Uh, all right, uh, Grady John wants a view on Deep Yellow, the uh, the uranium explorer with uh, projects in Namibia. Yes, this one is. I loved researching this one. There's always a stock that jumps out at you, right? And this one was that one for me. We've actually at Bell Potter just initiated coverage of this huh? following the company's um, successful merger with the former ASX listed uranium developer Vimy Resources. So that merger we uh, Bell Potter saw is really, really successful in bringing under the coverage two advanced projects in uranium. So right. we've seen recently Japan's just turned back on their nuclear power yeah. plants and uranium is the commodity to fuel that. So yeah. we've a lot of countries around the world energy crisis uranium is needed the price is going up it's recovered from the august lows so this company is looking very very strong in that in being able to capitalize on that um, they are predicting to make their first um, sales or production in late 2025 so the projects are at least a two two years away still but right. they do have the um the feasibility study uh, coming to an end at the end of this 2022. So they're well underway towards becoming the producer. And at that time, it's looking to become like they're expecting at the time to be um, a tightness in the supply of uranium. So when they're coming online, it's looking to be at the exact time they're needed. So right. it's a buy rating, um, a spec buy rating, sorry, with a price target of a dollar and five cents. Okay, so a spec rating. Do they have money in the bank because if it's a greenfields, um, they're going to need money to develop it, David, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. They've got $64 million, Oh, yeah. So okay. they've got quite a bit of cash. Uh, 600-odd million market cap valuation. Yeah. So it all depends whichever way the uranium price goes, this stock goes. Right. So if you look at the uranium spot price, it's been trading pretty much in a range. It yeah. hasn't broken up yet. It's uh, just at hitting around $53, $54 a pound yeah. right now. But um, you know, look at the chart. I mean, this thing is a great trading stock. Mm. Uh, you know, to me, it's, it's more of a trading stock than an investment. You know, if you want right. to trade it, it's come down to a good support level here. See that? And yeah. just look at those ranges there. So you know, from a trader's perspective, not investing, yeah. uh, this this would be a buy down here so uh, as a speculative a, buy, right? A bit yeah. of trading buy as a trading yeah. buy. But uh, you have to follow the. Um, I agree with Grady about the uranium price and, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of money being invested at the moment in the US looking at how to how to get rid of nuclear waste. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of research going into that because they obviously want to power back up the, the nuclear power plants and, you know, yeah. avoid fossil fuels and everything else in Europe as well. Well, if you, need, if you need a base load and, and you've got a, um, an emissions target to get to in the future, um, uranium. uranium all of a sudden becomes an alternative to gas and coal, does it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and really quickly. Yeah, there's a lot of pluses. It's just, you know, how do you, you know, it's the nuclear waste. Yeah. Uh, do you like the sector? 
Anyhow, the Iranian I, I, sector. I am market, bullish. Well, you got Paladin and yep. Boss. Boss as well. Boss yeah. is the yeah. other one. But when they start producing, um, mm. they're going to be one of the biggest, largest producers of uranium in Australia. Um, this, this company, oh, Deep, really? Deep Yellow. Deep Yellow. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, oh. they've got these uh, tier one assets. Right. So they'll even mm. exceed Paladin's production yeah. targets as well. So yeah. um, positive outlook, but no no ink, no gen income generation yet. Not so yet. Two years away. So yep. yeah. See and, how. And the issue with, with Boss and Paladin, or bosses bring out a mine out of mothballs, isn't it? Care of maintenance, and Paladin yeah. has been doing some of the same and boss is a lot closer yeah yeah as yeah. Well, yeah. yeah out of isn't a their operations in south south australia i think yes yeah, boss yeah, are, yeah. yeah. and they're i think they're either uh, pretty looking close. to produce now or yeah, first this quarter, quarter yeah first yeah. quarter of cy 23 so i can't imagine they've got much of a margin at the moment on the price though right no the, yeah it's as an incentive but and so that's where right. it could be good for deep yellow coming in at the time when the price is looking to be a little a lot higher when supply mm. is constrained Okay. All right. Interesting one, John. Thanks for sending in that suggestion. Um, another John wants a view on Bubs Australia, Grady, the, uh, the baby food producer, infant milk, uh, similar to A2 in terms of infant formula, but this is goat's milk rather than, uh, than dairy. Um, yes. What do you think of Bubs? Bubs is a speculative buy at the moment, unchanged, but a downgraded price target to 75 cents from 80 cents, so only slightly downgraded. Um, this is only, only due to China shipments going down. So we know A2 Milk is heavily focused on the Chinese market, yep. and as a result, Bubs have lost or 12% down in shipments to China and 46% down on to Hong Kong in August from July. So right. that's a pretty massive dent in the exports of the product. Um, ingredient input costs remain high due to the weaker Australian dollar. So ingredient prices are coming down, but the Aussie dollar to the US dollar is no good. So that's no. obviously a cost input for them as well. Um, but Bubs is expected to, while we're seeing A2 Milk really focus on China, um, Bubs is kind of coming in to benefit from their lack of from A2's lack of supply to Australia, so that because they're shifting their focus to China, so Bubs right. is looked to cap, looking to capitalise from the um, absence of A2 milk in not absence but less focus on Australia's A2 milk, and also notably that Bubs during the US crisis of the baby formula crisis uh, this year, Bubs was the only one to get a FDA or I think it's FDA approval is food yeah yes. food and drug yeah FDA approval, um, whereas A2 and milk didn't. And also mentioned by Joe Biden. Yes, as well, the exactly. US they came in and they got flown over under Operation Baby Formula, um, but A2 milk didn't get that same approval. So no. Bubs is looking to expand in the US. So spec buy rating. Um, um, they're only down 7.45% year to date at 44 cents this share. Um, if they can control the costs and capitalise on the Australian market, they're looking to be yeah. pretty good. Okay. David, what yeah. do you think of, of Bubs? If we bring that 12-month chart um, up again, you can see the big spike um, when they got approval to export into America. Yeah, there we huge. go. Uh, just on the May line there. They haven't been able to maintain it. Is, is that yeah. an issue? Because the well, biggest manufacturer of infant formula in the US had um, a contamination scare, which yeah. you would think would just damage its mm. reputation. Mm. Bubs came to the rescue. Yeah. I would have thought it well, should yeah. have held the price. Absolutely. I mean, look, they raised also 
63 million at 52 cents. Right. Just re you know, a couple of months ago, um, well, back in July, I think yep. it was. And, uh, you know, here we are, the institutional component was uh, 40 million and the, um, the retail entitlement was 23 million mm. at 52. So it's trading yep. well below that. Yep. Uh, but I agree with you, like their, their outlook going forward, they've never made a profit, yep. the company. Mm -hmm. But geez, they've got an opportunity, a big opportunity. A target um, ordered uh, in the US 30,000 tins. Yep. So you'd think uh, going forward, I think this is a spec buy right. personally. Down here, especially that it's trading below the entitlement issue of 52. Exactly. And they've got the capital now, 63. It's only trading on a three, you know, market cap of around 320 million. Yep. So they've got a fair bit of cash to, yep. and, and they're also making ingress inroads into back into China again as well so I think there's uh, this this one you definitely this is a bit of a uh, test though for management sure is, is it? Yeah. see if they can capitalize on the US yeah if they can't get the endorsement of Biden and make <laughs> like, well, what chance have you got you've got yeah. one chance yeah, yeah. no it's interesting I know um, uh, Joe Hockey's consultancy Bondi partners did the deal for them over there now mm. they've just got to deliver on it yeah. to, uh, mm. uh, because you would think in the infant formula market with parents and mums um, the, the the biggest producer in the US if you've had a contamination scare would be pretty hard to get the support of parents to come back to it absolutely in the future, the trust is gone isn't it yeah, like, yeah. That's right. I'm kind of in that area with babies it's a, it's a one chance for me yeah, yeah it's a massive opportunity for them yeah. hopefully absolutely. they can capitalize on market certainly looking for them to do so all right let's uh, recap the uh, the first first five stocks and our two stocks of the day um, Lottery Corporation on the back of the the big Powerball um, uh, draw tonight um, Bill Potter has a buy on it. Um, David Novak has a hold. In that space, he prefers Jumbo Interactive. Um, ANZ, a hold from both. Uh, Endeavour Group, again, a hold from both. David saying if it gets around $6, then it's, it's worth a look. Uh, Aroa, a spec buy from David, a buy from Grady. Um, Ive is a buy from uh, Bill Potter. And I think you turned into a buy, David, didn't you? Into you into you buy, went, yeah. went from a, a hold to a buy. <laughs> uh, Grady, you're very persuasive. Uh, DPLO, a speculative buy from both. David is saying, look, this is only a, a spec buy for traders, not long-term investors, So, because um, uh, it trades in a range. And Bub's a spec buy from both as well. Um, here on the call, we're tracking our own High Conviction Growth Fantasy Fund as picked by our investment committee. The October meeting is on the um, Ausbiz platform at the moment, ausbiz.com. The November uh, committee meeting comes up on Wednesday, so watch out for that. In the October meeting, uh, they changed the portfolio by uh, removing Ardent Leisure. Uh, Babcorp was trimmed and that trimming of Babcorp was added into the sole patents and stake. Uh, Incitech Pivot was trimmed as well and Seek was added to the portfolio and the weighting funded by the Ardent Leisure sale and the Incitech Pivot trimming. Let's see how the portfolio is going since the 1st of March up 3%. Um, so keep sending in your request to the call because um, the um, panel here 
um, two buyers sends it up to the investment committee for adjudication. And today, Aroa and um, I've uh, going up to the panel as well as Deep Yellow and Bubs. So there's going to be a few choices there. Um, so next committee meeting goes up on the platform next Wednesday. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools, plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. In this half hour, the stocks we're going to be looking at here on the call, Strike Energy, Pacific Edge, Actinogen, uh, Propel Funerals and Monash IVF. And um, uh, David, Tim wants a view on Strike Energy, um, oil and gas explorer, mainly in, um, in the Cooper Basin and the Perth Basin. What do you think of Strike? Um, well, I prefer beach uh, right. by far, you know, um, look. Stick to the big end of town, right? And I think beach is is the go here rather than strike. I mean, look, strikes hasn't generated any positive cash flow at this stage. There are three brokers that have got a price target, of approximately forty two cents. So it's well below that, right? But it's just consol. It's just um, look, it's three hundred. Well, what is it? Five hundred? Actually, five hundred million market cap. So you know, it's not it's it's not terribly small, but. Um, yeah, look, I, I'd stick to beach uh, if I'm going to play in that right. space. Um, yeah, and do you know. you, here's an idea: Do you get your exposure to beach as part of a portfolio in um, absolutely in Seven Group? Yeah, because I, I, uh, yeah, well, right. Seven Group has a big stake in beach, but yeah. then you get a bit into Boral and West Track and mining yeah. services. Absolutely, I mean, beach is is quite inexpensive down here when you look at yeah. the demand for gas and. And their um, liquids, you know, they're um, forecast to think 28 million barrels yeah. by 2025. So uh, beach is inexpensive down here. I think it's a, it's a, well, I like Santos um, at the top of the tree for me. Right. And beach, those two. Karoom. And oh, Karoom, actually, if you're looking for Karoom. a pure oil play, yep. Karoom as well, or Woodside, you know. But look, I really like the energy complex yeah. and I'd stick to the, the big guns up here. This uh, Jim Chalmers, um, you know, sticking his finger up in the wind with power prices saying they're going to cap uh, gas prices in Australia. Now, that's a thing to sort of support the criticism that uh, they were elected on the basis of bringing down power prices and then in their first budget say power will go up 20% before Christmas and another 30% next year. So everyone's going, well, hey, you promised they're coming down. Now it's a 50% increase. Oh, well, we don't believe in subsidies, but we might look at capping gas prices. What would that do for gas producers here? Well, you know, I, I, good question. I mean, they'd have to look at, um, well, you know, you still have to have the incentive to be able to produce it on yeah. a margin basis. It depends what they're going to And only pay. a small amount of what our gas producers yeah. producing here in Australia would go here. That, that's right. A lot of market, them, but, but most is export. Export, LNG in particular. Yeah. You know, is a huge market, so and a, you know one that's um, a high demand. So you're right. I mean, what do you cap it at? I don't know, but it's got to be commercial, obviously, for yeah. the, the likes of companies like Beach and others. Yeah. Um, or, to, and where do you cap it? Do you cap it at the producer, 
or do you cap it at the retailer? If that's the case, you, you yeah. wonder what it will do for AGL and Origins share price and all of those. Yeah, well, stuff it completely. You'd probably expect some rebate from the government in that case. Well, yeah, if the if the government put a cap and it. and actually pay a subsidy yeah. to the producers. Yeah. Um, Grady, what do you think of uh, of Strike? It's a specky buy because. David wants to play the top end of the market. We're kind of looking at the bottom end at Bell Potter. Um, and Bell Potter is one of those brokers with a price target of 42 cents per share. Uh-huh. Um, one of the three. But Strike, we they want to be Australia's lowest cost onshore gas producer. Right. As you said, though, there is a likelihood to have the gap, the price cap on gas. Yeah. So what this means for any gas producer, we're unsure. Um, and But then you've got the European gas crisis in Germany yeah. and uh, Russia turning off the gas over there. So there is potential for increased exports over to that region where they need it most. Um, Strike has six projects underway. At the moment, I'm not actually sure if they have sales. I think from the research I've done, they don't have sales yet because the projects yeah. are all underway. Today they announced another um, progressive step though in that global recognised ammonia, urea, engineer, technip, engine, en- energies um, uh, have been awarded the front end engineering um, part of this project for Strike's project Haber. So that is a step forward. Um, They are now seeking gas sales agreements for offtake for 20,000 tonnes a day. so and then targeting minimum twenty thousand a day. So right. they're yeah they are looking pretty good. They've got seventy five million in cash on hand. So speculative buy from Bell Potter and um, yeah, okay. just waiting to see how these projects all go. You wonder whether the government's just reacting to the criticism in the aftermath of the budget mm. uh, and whether they actually follow through with it or it is just a shut it all down. Oh, <laughs> yeah, now we'll exactly. consider a price cap sometime in the future. Yeah. Uh, come back and talk to us if you want to, <laughs> or hopefully you get bored about the issue. Yeah. I don't think people will get bored, but it will be fascinating because for a government to come in and put a cap on um, gas production uh, here in Australia for the domestic market, that is treading on yeah. sort of really, because you want the industry be, to be globally competitive yeah. and it's got to be deregulated and all that sort of stuff. So. The only way they can do it is say, we'll put a cap on it by by subsidising the difference. Yeah, That's and how does that help anyone in the market, really? Yeah, yeah. It's or help the budget bottom line. Yeah. Uh, even though uh, they have built a pretty big slush fund, again, with, um, uh, what's the assumption, a coal price of $60 a tonne and an iron ore price of $55 a tonne, which is ludicrous. Mm-hmm. But that's the slush fund that they built into it, their safety net. Um, Grady, Nicole wants a view on Pacific Edge, the big cancer, or not big, but the cancer diagnostics company. Yes. Um, what do you think of Pacific Edge? This one's a speculative hold rating at the moment. A um, speculative hold? Speculative hold from Bell Potter. Mm. Very interesting. Um, yeah, so, but, yeah. Hang on. So if that's a speculative hold, that yeah. must be... Uh, fear of a downgrade. Yes, right. and we've downgraded the price target to right. 50 cents a share from 55. Um, this is because they see headwinds with the uncertainty of CMS reimbursement with their um, CX bladder, the key product in the US. Mm. So they have US approval, FDA approval, TGA approval. Um, they've already got presence over 
in obviously in Australia, in the US, they've got um, clinics around the world and they're looking to increase, they've got a new BDM in Singapore, so they're targeting that region and coming up. Um, but yeah, as I said, the headwinds are to do with the um, CMS reimbursement and the potential impact on longer term revenues. Yeah. Because I think what, what from what I understand, they have this, um, this bladder cancer bladder testing machine that go that they obviously get revenues through but i think it's the um reimbursements of those revenues that right. through the use and what the um, margins are on those um but interestingly they had the second quarter update their um, laboratory tests put through were up 11 percent um up 25 percent for the half u.s testing volumes were up 25 percent for the half unique ordering by cl- clinicians in the u.s was up 10 percent. so mm. they're really expanding their presence in the u.s so speculative hold rating at the moment just to see that that impact of the reimbursement on CMS. Okay, David. Ooh, this one—it's uh, so illiquid. It uh, yeah. like there's something like just under three thousand dollars worth of shares, average Ooh. traded over the last three months. Okay, mm. yeah. And since it listed, which was uh, September uh, twenty, um, it's just gone down, downhill since then. Like a big slide from about a dollar sixty down yeah. to thirty-seven cents now. Yeah. It's a very illiquid look. It, you know the. As Grady outlined, they're making some inroads there, and there's some uncertainties in regards to, you know, the uh, this um, the body that she was talking about in Mm. the US, and they're looking at it. But uh, that decision comes out, I think, in November, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. So Uh. there's there's that uncertainty as well about uh, their approval process for getting these testing out into different centres. So these sorts of stocks. Uh, they they get a deadline for Tessa. It's really a binary outcome, isn't it? Which oh, <laughs> totally. It's a bit nerve wracking yeah. if you're in the stock. Yeah. Uh, a yes, it shoots up. A no, it yeah. collapses. And try and get out. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, well, when you want to get out. Yeah. yeah. You know, or try and get in. It's, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a flip of the coin. Right. You know. So uh, no for you. Not for me. Yeah. No. So it's just too illiquid. It's too illiquid. All right. David, what about Actinogen? Matt wants a, a view on that, a, another biotech company yeah. uh, developing drugs for Alzheimer's and mm. uh, cognitive decline associated with neurological diseases. Yeah, I mean, a very important area of development, that's for sure. You know, no doubt about it. So you love these companies to succeed, oh, totally. don't you? Yeah. But then you've got to put your investor hat on. That's it. <laughs> that's it. I mean, you know, they're phase to a trial showing strong results, you know, and um, you know, it's validating a validation of that what they call their cortisol hypothesis um, mm-hmm. process, and it's also treating depression as well. You know, um, Holly, look, there's 1.8 almost 1.8 billion shares on issue, so this is certainly wow. liquid from that point of view. Uh, BFF BVF Partners are the biggest holder of 13.9% shareholding. The top 20 have another 25%, so 61% retail. Um, Look, this Xanamen is their oral low-dose once-a-day treatment um, process, and look, they're you know they're on this human trial. There's 300 people safely tested um, so far, but again, um, look, I'd love them to succeed. I, I would say, look, this is a spec buy. I got to okay. say, uh, oh. I, I am putting a spec buy on this. I, I like what they're doing. I like the inroads them. They, they're making the trend is positive. So they're, and they're a bit along the road. Yeah, the sound of that's it. right. So look, I just wish them all the success in this okay. area. It's so important. Okay, but spec buy from you. Spec buy, but you okay. wouldn't go put the house on it. That's right. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. But look, uh, in any portfolio, you might have 
five percent or ten percent of your of your portfolio in sort of high risk stocks, you know, six or seven stocks in it. You don't bet that house on it, but you want to support it. Hopefully, yep. it succeeds. Yep. Problem is, as an investor, if it goes down, you don't. Well, you do get a tax deduction on the tax losses, but a donation <laughs> so, sometimes is better. Um, what do you reckon, Grady? What's, what's I Bell am Potter's exactly view? the same. Bell Potter is spec buy rating yeah. unchanged, but an upgraded price target from 12 cents to 15 cents. So it's obviously right. a very low share price, as we said. Um, shares are down 33% year to date just because of the healthcare sell off that we've experienced yep. this year. Mm. Um, the one thing that Bell Potter have noted is that there's an increased probability of FDA approval for the Xanamen drug. Um, that's because the FDA have now opened doors for companies tackling Alzheimer's. They've put that at the forefront of, as a priority mm. now. Okay. Um, uh, we saw that through the Ezai and Biogen releasing the top line results of their drug, the Lacanumab drug, mm. which is also targeting this Alzheimer's. So so there's a lot of focus globally for companies on tackling Alzheimer's. Right. So the FDA is really focused on this and now it opens the door for them to really go, okay, this is our drug, the Xanamon drug. Yep. This is what we're tackling. This is what we're doing. We're at phase two um, mm. trial and the results are looking really positive. Mm. Um, the circulating PTAU levels are considered high. So it's, yeah, it's looking really, really positive until they get those next phase trials underway and then the final trial and the approval, the yeah. FDA could be knocking down their door. Okay. <laughs> so by the sound of it, what you're saying, both saying it's in the right mm. space, Very much which so. health authorities want to fast track yep. these sorts of things. And it's a fairly long way along the development path. because, yep. And that's what you've got to look at with these sorts of stocks. You know, are they just starting out? Yeah. How far back are the trials? Yeah. Uh, and this one's a fair way along. And they've got humans in the trial, so they've yeah. got, yeah, yeah, circulating results are really good and the biogens look, yeah, okay. really good. All right. Um, Grady, George wants a view on Propel Funeral Partners. It's a company that all these companies say they're in the death care services <laughs> industry, funeral homes, cremation facility, cemeteries, all sorts of things. Quite interesting, this whole sector, because a lot of them have now got liquor licenses uh, because they're finding the trend is, you know, previously you'd go to a funeral or be somber. Now everyone wants a party and a wake at the same yeah. place and they're increasing their margins. And I was interesting to read was it these guys or one of the other list of funeral companies where pet cremations yeah. are go oh, yeah. going through the roof? Yeah. Not big dollars, but quite big margins on pet cre cremation yeah. too as another revenue source. Yeah, well, exactly what you're saying. It's a buy rating from Bell Potter, but right. a upgraded price target to $5.70 per share from $5.60. Um, the company grows with death, really, which is yeah. as morbid as it is to say it is. Um, and we, we experienced some death rates go down during the COVID lockdowns because yeah. no one was getting sick, you weren't leaving a house. But yeah, now no mortality rates are set to yeah. go up and correct over the next few years. And companies like this actually benefit from it. As you were saying, the full service shift, they've actually they've shifted into the full service shift space. So the full service funerals now, including the not just the ceremony, it's the wake, the everything. Yeah. So this company has really seen that gap and pushed into that space. Um, they are up 
8% year to, or this year, over the last year. Um, and they also expect, they're also looking for um, incremental acquisitions. So taking over little competitors through the way, but they're actually the second largest private provider of death care services in Australia and New Zealand. Mm. So this company is looking for strong growth over the next two years when, as we see mortality rates go up, um, revenue rose 33% in, the, in Q1. That was due to the average revenue per funeral is growing to 6,400 per funeral. Wow. That's the average revenue per funeral, which oh, that's is... That's an interesting figure. Yeah. I didn't know about I didn't know the average cost of a funeral. Average cost wow. of a funeral, 6400 which is crazy. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's kind of a space that you can't really negotiate, can you? Like, no. you're not... Well, anyone going through that is not in the right headspace. And yeah. it's awful time to be dealing with that. So it's a they can mm. set the costs and can keep okay. growing them. Yeah. So All right. So I buy? Buy. Uh, not for me. It's best to hold if you bought it um, post-pandemic. I mean, it went down to um, something like just around two dollars, yeah. and it's doubled since then. It was pre-pandemic um, trading at three dollars fifty. Interesting. It got up to five dollars, so it hasn't even mm. come back to those pre-pandemic levels. I just think it's expensive on a third multiple of thirty odd times. Uh, I can see it's got a two point six percent fully franked yield. Yeah. Um, Look, it's not a high growth story. This is, you know, depending on the number of deaths each quarter, it varies. Uh, they have recovered, like uh, Grady was saying, you know, their revenue was uh, 44 million up 33%, yeah. but, you know, that's coming off a low Look base. That, close so, to a five year high though, and well, yeah. well above the pandemic price, so yeah. Yeah, they've been going, tracking really, going nowhere sideways for the last three months. Right. So it looks a bit tired to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I would look at it if it got back down to, you know, three dollars fifty. Right. Uh, I think down there and you get a higher yield. Right. Uh, but not at this price. Right, it's too expensive for So me. hold? If you bought it at lower levels right. you'd hold it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. <laughs> Let's go from death to birth. Uh, now <laughs> Uh, you get it all here on the call, let me tell you. David wants to view David uh, on Manor, Monash IVF and the uh, the reproductive services provider, IVF ultrasounds, mm. obstetrics. Yeah, uh, look, their growth numbers don't jump out at me. You know, they've been below par as far as I'm, I'm looking for returns on equity above 15% in the business. And this one's about half that. Yeah. Um, look, they pay a steady dividend. If you're looking for a steady dividend, this one's, this ticks the boxes as right. far as that's concerned. Like seven brokers have a price target on this of an average price of $1.25. So it's trading below that. Um, but again, it's not a growth story for me. They are expanding into Southeast Asia and they have opened up a facility in Singapore and they're going to open one in Bali of all places yeah. as well. Uh, so um, Malaysia. They are expanding from that point of view. Their, their profit uh, after tax was 22 million and their uh, revenue increased by 4.7%. So, you know, if you're looking at, you know, uh, I don't know, market cap of 370 odd million, again, it's the multiples that just just right. don't add up for me to be a buyer. Okay. I mean, if you bought at lower levels, probably hold yep. at best, but okay. um, not for you. Not for me. Uh, Grady? Bell Potter has just initiated coverage of this stock and with a buy rating and a price target of $1.43 over 12 wow. months. Wow. They see a lot of growth potential, especially on the uh, global front. As you were saying, Indonesia is the next on the cards. Yep. Um, there's a few different things at play here. They've got motivated customers and expansion growth through the regional drivers. So they often, they don't just offer obviously 
IVF. They've got um, veto fertilization, egg and embryo freezing, genetic testing, sperm bank, mm. day surgeries, pathology. They've got a lot of a lot mm. of operations on offer, not just the one niche offering. Um, and there's actually been a shift in Australia and globally lately to younger women freezing their eggs and kind of more focused on careers really right. so yeah. um like a lot of people i know have gone and frozen their eggs and i'm only 28 so right. there's a global shift in this in the need for this service mm. and it's interesting to see that um mvf have performed a nearly 19 percent of australia's market share of stimulated fertility treatment cycles in fy22 so they've got a massive market share in australia geographic expansion and there's also new carrier screening rebates coming in in november this year so mm. medicare will Make provide new rebates right. for this genetic testing and screening for carriers from mm. november this year and also the um, new south wales state government has also committed 80 million dollars over four years into increase uh, increasing the affordability of fertility treatments. Okay. so mm. this is the space to be given the new demand and it's got a strong management team as well um lots of doctors lots of surgeons who have worked in this space for a very long time right. so at the moment it's and they're obviously strong cash balance they've free cash flow positive profitable there's a lot of ticks here for me okay. so right. bellpot is definitely keen mm. with the buy rating okay let's recap the uh the last five stocks strike energy um spec buy from bell potter and uh, no from david he prefers beach in uh, in that space uh, Pacific, a hold from Bill Potter, a no from David. Actinogen, a spec buy from both. Uh, Propel, a buy from uh, Bill Potter and Grady, a hold from David and Monash um, IVF, uh, a yes from Grady and a no from David. Uh, David Novak, Wealthwise Education. Good to see you, mate. Yes, thank too. You. Thank you. Join the rest of the week. Grady Wolf from Bill Potter, thank same you. to you. Lovely thank to you see you. Thank you for joining us. Now, uh, coming up next on Ausbiz, Vanessa, uh, Vanessa Stoikov will break down the wicked problem of financial advice after the Banking Royal Commission. How do we ensure people have access to economical advice that's in the investor's interest? That is next, and you don't want to miss it on the advisors. Uh, that's our show for today. If you've got any stocks you'd like us to cover for me to put to our expert panels, Put them in an email, the call at ausbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. And you can see all the stocks in the calls portfolio at ausbiz.co uh, forward slash portfolio. That's it for me. Plenty of Ausbiz still to come after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.